Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Before we do get started... I do want to encourage you to pick up your copy of Slime Incorporated. It's my first detective novel. It's set against the backdrop of the Idaho governor's race, so I'm able to write a mystery about something I'm quite familiar with, and it's just a great uh, story of intrigue with a lot of great tips of the hat to other great detective stories. You can pick up your copy of Slime Incorporated as a paperback or also as an ebook for the Kindle, in the iBook store, for the Nook, or through all other... Re- of readers at smashwords.com. Well, now it's time for another cautionary tale for those who would rather put their hope in the promise of easy money. From January 9th, 1955, here is the Basketball Pool Racket. In just a moment, easy money. But first, Monday evening on NBC means time for the Telephone Hour, your musical favorite for many years. Each week, the Telephone Hour brings you a 30-minute concert direct from the stage of Carnegie Hall in New York, with Donald Voorhees conducting the Telephone Hour Orchestra. Tomorrow night, the soloist is world-renowned violinist Zeno Francescotti. It's the best in musical listening. So be on hand tomorrow evening when NBC brings you the Telephone Hour with Donald Voorhees conducting the orchestra and Zeno Francescotti as guest artist. And now stay tuned for Easy Money on NBC. The National Broadcasting Company presents a new series of programs transcribed to expose the inside secrets of gamblers, racketeers, and con men. It's called Easy Money. Easy Money? There's no such thing as easy money. Mike Trent, the ex-magician turned rackets detective, has a story tonight about basketball betting pools, which currently menace a great American sport. And here he is. Thank you, Roger Bowman. I'd never given much thought to basketball gambling pools until unpleasant little stories began to crop up here and there in the sports world. My first real experience came one evening when Patsy Ryan and I were watching a thrilling game between a couple of closely matched teams. Oh, Mike, this is the most exciting basketball game I've ever seen. Riley, don't catch it. Look out. Will you relax, Patsy? It's only a basketball game. Oh, but what a game. If the Thomas can just overcome that two-point lead. Good, good. Kane got the ball away from them. Oh, he's dribbling down the floor. Shoot, Kane, shoot. We want a basket. Kane's wide open. He caught him flat-footed. And there's time for another basket if he hurries. Hurry. Oh, there's the gun. The game's over. The Comets lose. Mike? Oh. Mike, the game isn't over. What's happening? Yeah, I know, Patsy. Done? Patsy, that shot we heard. It wasn't from the timekeeper. Look at Kane. There's blood all over his jersey. He's been shot, Patsy. Oh, Mike. Mike, there's Tilly of the plain clothes squad out on the floor. Look. Look, he's pointing to the door that leads from the shower room. What a beautiful spot for a murder. Every eye in the place glued on the playing floor. People waiting for the gun to go oh, off. Oh, they're putting Kane on a stretcher. I hope that boy's not badly hurt. Come on, Patsy, let's get out of here. Michael, do we have to leave? Now, come on. Mike, are we going to wait and see what happened? The police have gone to the shower room. Yeah, and the shower room has two entrances from the outer hall. A murderer's had all the time he needs to make a getaway. Murder? 
Oh, no, please. Patsy, look. I've seen enough murder victims in my time to know. When the thumbs collapse into the palms like that, it's all over. Look. Now, come on. Look, you... why, why don't you go down and talk to Captain Tully? You might be able to help. No, I'd rather stay out of this for the time being. What a nice youngster like that. Shot in cold blood. And they talk about sportsmanship. Well, now, Patsy, you can't think the Comets had anything to do with this. Well, who else right doing a game right when it looked like Kane was going to tie the score? I hope that opinion gets a good play, Patsy. In the meantime, let's go. Max, give me your call, Mr. Trent. Hey, on a level, you ready to teach me that bottom deal of yours? Well, sure, sure. Glad to do it, Marty. Uh, you got any cards on you? Oh, sure. Oh, wait a minute. This deck of strippers. Uh, they won't do, huh? Well, hardly. Oh, I didn't think so. Let me see. Uh, nope. This here deck's all gimmick for slick ace work. Gee, I'd better run down to the cigar store and pick up a plane deck. Uh, just a minute, Marty. I want to ask you something. I've been watching the basketball game results. Yeah? Ah, that stuff's getting to be quite a racket, ain't it? Racket, Marty? Yeah. If you're a very hep G, you can pick yourself up two, three hundred bucks with a very slight amount of work. Uh-huh. Well, I-, I wondered if there weren't some good betting pools, you know. Not good, maybe, but awful big. Only I don't know. Mm, what's wrong? They're running kind of sub-rosa, and very quiet, too, since this little accident at the Comet game last Wednesday night. Oh. You mean you think gambling was connected in some way with that murder? Me? I wouldn't know. I'm strictly a small-time card mechanic, minding my own business and trying to work my way up. But uh, I've heard stuff and things. Uh, stuff, Marty? Like what? The teams was awful close, and local dough was riding on the Comets. But Natch. But Natch. And it was kind of fortunate that this Kane guy dribbles his way right smack into a slug from a forty-five. Well, not very fortunate for Kane. Somebody has to lose. And it wasn't the press that ended up with the shorts. The press? Now, don't tell me I've missed one of the racket elite. Oh, he's called the press because he's a very hoity-toity operator, see? Oh. Strictly gambling pools, punch boards, and, well, you know, high-class rackets. Oh, yes, yeah, very high-class. Well, he operates big, just like the president of a big corporation. Leather office furniture, the wakes, papers strew all over his desk with, with statistics on it. Uh, with what, Marty? Uh, numbers. Oh, sister, yard numbers, yeah. And uh, he operates the basketball pool? The big one. Mm-hmm. What's his real name? Ah, you wouldn't believe it. Well, I'll try, Marty. Waltham Buff. <laughs> Ain't that a Lulu? Yeah. Uh, where can I find him? The Buff Publishing Company. But I'm warning you, Mr. Trent, hmm? you're throwing your money to the four winds. You've never felt called upon to warn me away from the city slickers before, Marty. Hey, look, you used to be a magician. You got hands that what they can do, there ought to be a law against. And is. But the basketball pool, ah, that ain't a matter of hands, Mr. Trent. But strictly from the head. I see. And you don't think my head works so good, is that it? Well, when a guy tries to beat odds like what you get on a basketball pool, he's lost up a dead-end street. Mm -hmm. Oh, one thing, Marty. I suppose a lot of people would feel the same way you do, and I don't like to be laughed at, so, uh... If you could keep it, Mom. But Natch. And now, that bottom deal. Oh, yes. Huh? Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't have time to show it to you now, Marty. But drop in any time when you have a free hour or two on your hands. Huh? I got free time now. Listen, you're yeah, saying you're going to show... Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'll tell you what. Here's, uh, here's a little finger exercise you should do first, though. You know, to limber up. Uh-huh. Uh, you practice this for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So you bend each finger all the way back until it touches the wrist. Yeah, See? like... Like the... Hey! A guy could break his fingers that way. Yeah, that's a thought. Keep trying. 
for what? I'm a very busy man, extremely busy. Are you really Mr. Waltham Buff? That's right. But if you young people have written a great American novel, I'm the wrong publisher for you. Oh, we don't write, Mr. Buff. No, no, Michael's a statistician. He figures. Uh, Not so loud, Patsy. Now, do you mind if I close the door, Mr. Buff? Now, what is this, anyway? Well? Mr. Buff, how would you like to put all your competition out of business? What? Now, listen, young man. Do you know what kind of publishing house this is? Oh, yes, sir. We, uh... We have a way for you to run all the rest of the basketball pools right out of business. Bankrupt them. Oh, not we, Michael. It's all your idea, really. Well, oh, I suppose you want me to offer longer odds than my competitors, eh? No, well, no, I'm so- no. It isn't a matter of keeping your competitors from getting business. It's a matter of giving them business. The wrong kind of business. I fail to comprehend. Now, if you'll just get to the point... Now, Mr. Buff, I have a system. The Trent system. It's a system for picking winning basketball teams. Now, with it, you can bet against your competitors and put them all right out of business. What? Nobody ever believes them at first, until they see the results. I'm sorry, I can't give you any more time. If you'll uh, just excuse me... Mr. Buff, me... we offered you a real opportunity, and you just laugh at us. You try to put us out of your office. Well, if it's so good, let him make money with it himself. You mean, uh, you'd let me bet in your pool? Bet against you? That's exactly what I mean. Michael, no. He just wants to see what teams you'll pick, and then he'll capitalize on our idea. He'll go out and make big bets with his competitors. I don't care what teams you pick. I will not bet with my competitors. I have never bet on a basketball pool, and I don't intend to start now. And there are people waiting to see me, so if you'll come... I'd like to make a bet with you, Mr. Buff, a big bet, to show my confidence in my system. Go right ahead. Uh, Will you let Michael mark his pool ticket and then... Seal it in an envelope? I'll let him nail it into a packing case if he likes. Oh, that's not necessary. Just so he can seal it in an envelope. All right, all right. Here. Here's the pool ticket for tonight's games. And here's an envelope. Now, go ahead. Uh, you mustn't look while I'm picking my team. Uh, the idea is you uh, put a check mark after the team you want. Is that a it? A check mark or an X, either one. Yeah. Uh, by the way, is it all right to try to pick all 12 games? You pick all 12 games, and I will pay you 50 to 1. Oh, Michael, 50 to 1. That means we'll win $50,000. What? You mean to say you're going to bet $1,000? Isn't that all right? Why, of course. Not only all right, it's great. Uh, just put up the money, and I'll give you a receipt. Oh, fine, fine. Oh, uh, one thing, though. If you try to open this envelope and look at my selections before I come in, the bet's off. If you never have anything worse than that to worry about, you live to be an old man. Oh, let me seal the envelope, Michael. There. Now, who can we trust to keep it? How about uh, Marty Griggs? What? He's a, uh, a mutual friend. Did you think he's your special source of information? I know all about you, Trent. <laughs> you wasted an awful lot of time with that dumb act. Michael, I don't understand what Mr. Buff Don't tie yourself out acting, my dear. If the boyfriend wants to throw $1,000 down the drain trying to get something on me, let him go right ahead. All right, here's $1,000, Buff, and I want that uh, receipt you mentioned. Of course. Here you are. And Marty Griggs holds the envelope. Right. A rather silly way to waste your money, Trent. Maybe. If it weren't, don't I... Look like a good enough businessman to get you out of the way. Oh, uh, 
Marty tells me you were pretty clever with your hands. Oh, really? If I were you, I'd try using my head. Oh. Well, thanks for the tip, Mr. Buff. I'll see you Saturday night to collect. I wouldn't hold my breath if I were you. Well, thanks for your time. Bye. Yes, boss? Come in here. Uh, right away, boss. You want something, boss? You heard the little act the private dick put on for me, didn't you, Cleo? Oh, sure. I made a record of it, boss. Have one of the boys watch Marty Griggs between now and Saturday night. I don't trust him. Watch him? Who you want to do it? Hmm? Leroy, I guess. He's handled himself rather well lately. Yes, I I think Leroy deserves a promotion. Envelope, Mr. Trent. I'm friends with both of you guys. Yes, yeah, so Mr. Waltham Buff informed us. That uh, wasn't very nice of you, Marty, to spoil our little act for Mr. Buff. Oh, now listen, Mr. Trent. If I'd have known you'd take it that way, I'd have stayed away from Buff. But you never said I anything. told you to keep it confidential, didn't I? Yeah, but he was going to know about it anyway if you called on him. And I was looking out for your best interests. I told you these pools were sucker stuff. Let's just have one thing straight, Marty. Sure, sure. You know me, Mr. Trent. Yeah, you bet I know you. That's why I want an understanding. You tamper with that sealed envelope and you'll be in a lot of trouble, and I'm not kidding. No, I can see that. I may not operate the way your friends do, but if you think I can't run you out of town, you're badly mistaken. So it's up to you to keep that envelope sealed and away from idle hands. Understand? Sure. Don't worry about it. Hey, on a level, you you think you're going to win that bet? I know I'm going to win it. Hey, uh... Oh, how do you do? Oh, did you want to see Mr. Trent? Hey, you... Uh, got the envelope, Marty? Envelope? Oh, sure. Yeah, I got it. Why? Come on, then, Pally. Huh? Come on where? I've been given a promotion, Marty. I don't aim to have you louse it up. I don't know what you're talking about, Leroy. The press, he says to me, keep an eye on Marty. To let him out of your sight. After he gets this envelope. Of all the nerves. And the press, he thinks that the, I'm going to do a gumshoe act. Shadwin and all that stuff. <laughs> Ain't that rich, Marty? It sure is, Leroy. Yeah. Straight lines, that's me, Marty. No going around corners. No beating around bushes. <laughs> the order is, is, don't let Marty out of your sight. So, uh, you know what, Marty? What do you mean, Leroy? From now till Saturday night, Marty, I'm moving in with you. But that's not fair. Mr. Buck can't... can't... what, lady? He can't do that. Now, there, lady, is a bet that calls for real long odds. I guess you'll have to sleep in a chair, Leroy. Sure. Uh, what's wrong with a bed? It's a single. It ain't big enough for both of us. Uh, I can see you got to be taught some manners, Marty. Huh? When you got company, you give them nothing but the best. Look at the press. Ain't you ever noticed how polite he is? 
If you think I'm giving up my bet to a guy to muscles in on me and... Ain't we friends, Marty? Well, quiet. Who's that? It's me, Cleo. Hey, something must be up at the office. Hey, what are you doing here? Well, I figured you two wouldn't be smart enough to know it's raining dollar bills, so I decided to drop in for a little visit. Listen, Cleo, who are you trying to kid? Look... You two don't think this fella Trent is really going to pick all 12 games, do you? A guy did it two years ago in a five-buck bet. The way those teams are handicapped, every game is a toss-up, right? Sure. I can't figure Trent's angle. He's got me kind of worried. Twelve games, each a toss-up. So most of the suckers figure it ought to be a 12-to-1 payoff, right? Yeah. But it's a 12-bet parlay. And that means the odds are over 4,000-to-1. Buff's very generous, paying 50 to 1. Don't make me laugh. 4,000 to 1, huh? Start figuring the odds against picking all 12, and it gets up into the millions. What are you trying to do, make us cry for Trent? No, anybody with the brains of a gnat knows he isn't going to win. And he'll know it soon as he sees the results of other games posted on the scoreboard Saturday night. Uh, well, so what, genius? So he figures, well, I've lost the dough. Kisses it goodbye, and he don't come around to collect. Natch? That's where you boys need my brains. I don't get it. I got a pool ticket, unmarked. And I can get an envelope from the press's office, just like the one you boys got. I'm at the game Saturday night, and I check off this ticket as the scores come in. Hey, maybe you got something there at that. I slip you boys the sealed envelope, and you forget the one this Trent fixed up. Yeah, and I suppose you think the press would pay out 50 grand without Trent being there. Oh, you sap. You're the one that's dumb, Leroy. This guy Trent can be handled easy. I ain't so sure about that, Cleo. Oh, don't be dumb. I'll explain to him how we can work things if he loses. All he has to do is give me a high sign after the game is over. We give him 20,000 bucks and keep 10 apiece for ourselves. Hey, why should he get 20 and us only 10? Plenty of reasons. Including the big one that the deal wouldn't be worth 10 cents without him. Well... Are you with me? It ain't exactly being honest with the press. With all the soft dough he's made out of this pool racket, my heart's breaking for him. Well, there's been time when ten grand would have come in handy. <laughs> ain't that right, Marty? I can't think of anything handier. <laughs> then it's a deal? Is it, Leroy? You're supposed to be watching me. Sure, but can I help it if I don't see everything that happens? <laughs> Deal me in, Cleo. It beats killing basketball players for a living. Shut up. The words crack like that ain't funny enough now. I was just joking, A Leroy. joke like that could laugh you right out of circulation, baby. There's some things you don't talk about. I just wanted to make it clear that we all ought to trust each other, Leroy. Because we all got things we could say about each other. Catch. Hmm. Catch. <laughs> Michael, you look like you've lost your last friend. Friend? What's that? You worried about your basketball bet? No, but I, I, I thought that bet would start things, Patsy. What kind of things? Well, I, I kept thinking something was bound to break, that Waltham Buff would get nervous, that Marty Griggs would get scared, that his overgrown shadow Leroy would get tough, but... Doggone mm. it. So all you can do is win $50,000. Oh, that's mm. not the point, Patsy. Look, I want to catch that murderer. I want to put a stop to this sort of thing. Michael, $50,000 isn't the point. 
I've never seen you work in a case where you didn't ponder as much about your fee as about the actual solution. Well, the people who pay my fees never complain, do they, Miss Ryan? <laughs> They're never in a position to complain. Oh, how do you do? Did you want to see Mr. Trent? Yes, alone. Oh, well, I guess that can be arranged. Uh, you were just leaving anyway, weren't you, Patsy? Oh. Oh. Certainly. Yeah. Have a good time. Bye. Bye. She seemed kind of sore. I'll forget it. What can I do for you? It's what I can do for you, mister. Uh... I'm going to lay my cards right on the table. I work for Waltham Buff. I know all about your $1,000 bet. Well. You got one chance in a million of winning. But that doesn't mean you can't show a neat profit. You know, you interest me. Look, if you've picked all the teams, there's no reason for you to deal. But if you miss... The boys and I got away so you can still do pretty good. Twenty grand. We get the other thirty. Not bad, huh? Uh, no, no. Uh, you mean you'd switch envelopes on Mr. Buff? Sure. And I'm in a spot where I could do it easy, without a chance in the world of getting caught. Interested? Uh, frankly, no. Not even slightly. But, well, why not? It's, it's a fair deal all around. Uh, Marty and Leroy have already made me a better deal. They've offered me 25000 Who do you think you're fooling? They wouldn't have the nerve. Oh, no? Well, you just watch and see. If you think you can trick me into offering you a bigger split... Well, I wouldn't even try. As I said, I've already made a deal. And if you don't believe it, well, just drop around for the payoff. I'll be there, mister. Don't you worry. <laughs> Putting up the score of another game on a board, Michael. Was that one of the games on your pool ticket? Mm-mm, I don't remember, Patsy. Do you mean to say you haven't even kept track of well, What good would that do, Patsy? I'm watching this game. Clock says 40 seconds to go. Michael, huh? what are you doing? Oh, you mean standing up and putting my hat on and then tipping it? Uh, that's a signal, Patsy. That's a signal to whom? Well, that's the funny part of it. A signal to nobody. It'd be funny if this Trent guy actually did pick all 12 games, wouldn't it? Don't be a dope, Leroy. I've been watching him. He just give Cleo the high sign. Hey, hey, that's the end of the game. Hey, we're supposed to get back here by exit number four and Cleo will pass us. Hey, look, there's something funny here. Huh? What? Cleo, I've been watching her. She just walked out of exit number seven. And look, Trent and the girl are heading this way. Hey, you think... Could he maybe have picked all 12 games? I don't know. All I know is he's a very clever guy with his hands. Then hold on to that envelope, Pally. Tight. You mean to say you picked all 12 games, Trent? What? Oh, well, I haven't the faintest idea, Mr. Buff. We'll have to check. Uh, you mean to say you don't even know what games you picked or what teams? Nope. That isn't important in my system, the Trent system. But it always works. So there's not much point in worrying, is there? I have the windows here, right on this card. Mm-hmm. Pretty fancy. All printed up, huh? You send those cards around to the places that sell the pool tickets for you, I suppose. Yes. I believe in running a business on a business basis. Mm -hmm. We'll be very busy the rest of the evening getting money around to the uh, various spots, so if you hurry and... Here's the envelope, boss. It ain't left our sight neither, honest. That's right, boss. Uh, just a minute, Marty. I'll open the envelope, if you don't mind. I don't trust Mr. Buff. 
why you... I'm not at all sure I'd trust you with this ticket, Mr. Buff. Watch the guy, boss. Now, let's see. First game, okay. Second game, yes. Third, okay. Four, fine. Five, right. Sixth, wonderful. Seven, Listen, seven. just let me take that ticket. And let you tear it up? Not a chance. But the games are uh, all checked right. All 12 of them. Here. Isn't that right, boys? I'll be doggone. Yes, sir. Every single one of them. Mike, you're marvelous. I told you what an amazing system it was, Mr. Buff. Don't you wish that you'd believe me? I hope you have $50,000 here, Mr. Buff, and I'd prefer cash. No. What? Listen, Trent. There's something extremely fishy about this. That Comet game. The Comets were 20-point favorites to win. Sure things. And they lost. And you picked their opponents. Well, I guess I was lucky. That goes beyond luck, Trent. You mean it wasn't luck that they lost? That's exactly what I mean. They're at least 20 points better Don't than the... Don't you see, boss? Marty and Leroy, they've tricked you. They sold you out. I know. I can prove it. Why, you dirty little rat. We sold them out, huh? Yes, you sold him out. Oh, you like that? We sold out the boss. After her trying to get us to double-cross him. Trying to? You agreed, you dirty lowdown. So this is oh. the frame, huh, Cleo? You got your nerve talking about frame-ups. Don't you think I saw Trent signal you to switch envelopes? Uh, we didn't do any such thing while you... You must think I'm an idiot. I line up the deal and then you squeeze me out. This is all very interesting and enlightening. You ain't putting yourself in a very good spot, Cleo, with that kind of talk. You admitting you tried to frame the boss and admitting we wasn't in it with you. I'll admit a lot more, too, smart boy. You think I don't know what's going on around here? Cleo! Don't shout at me. I'm through with you anyway. I may be a crook, but I'm no murderer. Uh, that's careless talk, baby. You think I don't know about Leroy picking up the gun and Marty waiting for him in a car Cleo, outside? shut up! You didn't know I listened in and heard him report back to you, did you, boss? Well, I did. And I remember every word I heard. And if you guys think you're going to shove me around... They won't, Cleo. Don't worry. But she should be worrying, Mr. Trent. Such vindictive slander. Slander? I know which gun it was, even. And I know where it's hid, too. And if you think I'm bluffing... I'll... Come back here, Cleo! Mike! All right. <coughs> Lucky you're a bad oh, shot, huh? Oh, boy, Mike! Murder. the neighbor's Joe! Oh, Mike, help me! Give me a gun, quick, boss, uh, while Leroy's holding the dame. Oh, all right, Marty, here. I wouldn't, Marty. This gun I just went out and found knows how to kill people. Now drop it. Uh, well, when you put it that way... Match. Thanks, Cleo. Is it all right for me to pick up the gun he just dropped? Yeah, sure. Now, I'll have that $50,000 if you don't mind, Mr. Buff. You said you had a good deal of cash here. Well, not that much, but you can take what there is. Here. I'll pay you the rest. Well, that's real big of you, Mr. Buff. Thanks. Of course, you won't be needing money where you're going. You'd be a sap to give Leroy and Marty their cut, mister. Well, they don't have any, Cleo. I picked the winners. You couldn't have. You know, Buff, when you admitted you'd cheated, that one of those games was fixed, you made me feel a lot less uncomfortable about my pool ticket. What? You see, I hadn't picked a single game, Buff. Hadn't even tried. Until I took the pool ticket out of that envelope. You see, the card was blank. Hey, I don't believe it. Games are all checked. Yeah, sure. I used to do a trick, Leroy, that laid him in the aisles in Peoria. A mind-reading trick. And to do that trick, I used to wedge a little piece of lead under my thumb. 
I got so I could write fairly well with my thumb. All I had to do on this pool ticket was uh, make check marks right while you were looking on the back of the ticket. Oh, Michael, what'll we do with all this money? Well, we'll fill up that suitcase and send it back to Mr. Buff in care of Sing Sing. You contemptible crook. Well, that's praise from an expert, Mr. Buff. I'm flattered. That's your fault, Press. I told you the guy was clever with his hands. And here he is for a last word, that incomparable exposer of fakes, Mike Trent. Thank you. Beating the basketball pools is a hopeless proposition. The odds are stacked so heavily against you that you can't hope to win over any period of time. And every time you participate in a pool, you're undermining a great American sport. Because when gamblers get into athletics, they just cease to be sport. Next week, I'm going to bring you a story of the fixed roulette game racket. Same time, same station. I hope you'll be back with us. Until then, this is Mike Trent signing off with the thought that if money were really as easy as racketeers say it is, they wouldn't work so hard to take it away from you. Remember, there's no such thing as easy money. You've just heard another program in the NBC series, Easy Money, transcribed to expose the inside secrets of gamblers, racketeers, and con men. Next week, Mike Trent has an amazing story of how the fixed roulette wheels operate. Same time, same station. Featured in tonight's cast were Larry Haynes as Mike Trent, Joan Allison, Rita Lynn, Ralph Camargo, and Sid Paul. Easy Money is produced and directed by Blair Walliser in association with Air Shows Incorporated. Script by George B. Anderson. This has been an NBC Radio Network presentation, and this is Roger Bowman. Join your favorite couple, Fibba McGee and Molly, tonight on the NBC Radio Network. Welcome back. Probably the one thing that makes this series so unique is how Mike Trent uh, beats the criminals at their own game. He's definitely a different sort of detective uh, figure, both with the magic background, which is pretty intriguing, and just the way he operates. It's very smooth. And Larry Haynes is just fantastic in this. Uh, and really just takes all the things I really enjoyed about his work as Lieutenant Brooks on uh, The Amazing Mr. Malone and takes it to the next level here. So I hope you've been enjoying this. We'll be back next week with one more episode of Easy Money. And then uh, on Wednesday, be sure and listen for The Adventures of Philip Marlowe. In the meantime, send your comments to Box13 at GreatDetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.